Okay, this is Talking with Strangers. We are in Mather Yard. Um, Jan, right? Yeah. Jan. And uh, Jan and I are actually in the same lab course together, in the mindfulness lab in the psych department. So uh, that's how we met. And so we're just meeting up now to talk a little bit more and try to have a good conversation. So you said you were a master's student at Tufts? Yeah. Awesome. How did you like get into that? Oh, that's a good question. So as you said, I did my undergrad program in Germany in Tübingen, which is like one of the oldest universities in at least Germany, I think in Europe. How um, do you say it? Tübingen? Tübingen. It's like with the okay. with the two points above yeah. the U. Um, yeah, so I studied psychology there and a little bit of sports business too. And um, we just do three years of undergrad in Germany. So oh. I did the three years there. So I like... I'm kind of a senior graduate student here now, so it's my fourth year of studying, but my first year of my master's program, and I do this in exchange with the Tufts University, so I'm doing my first year here and the second year, so I'll finish my master's back in Germany. What do you like most about the campus? It's a good question. Um, I like having a campus, because that's not like how at least Tübingen, so my home university, is built up. Tübingen is like a city, 80,000 people, 35,000 students, but it's like a city and just random buildings are university buildings. And here it's like clear, so now you're leaving the city, now you go onto the campus and it's like just students, maybe some professors, but actually like students and... Do you think people are more friendly here, less friendly? What's your take on that? I thought a lot about that, especially coming here, you want to meet people and you kind of also have to meet meet people because you need like social social life and I love having people around me too. So um, I thought about that a lot and I think my experience is that it's way easier here to get in contact with people, like on the surface, because like the the question, how are you? Everybody asks, how are you? (laughs) In Germany, like people just... You know, if they say something, they say hello, but not like if you would say, how are you? And that doesn't happen often. You really want to hear how this person feels and how yeah. his day was. Like, how are you? Yeah. Got it. And here it's just like a ra- like very, very small talk. And I think it's more difficult to go like to dig deeper into like or get more serious relationships with people to talk about things you really care mm-hmm. about. And I think that's in Germany it's harder to meet people, but it's easier if you meet people, if you have friends, it's easier to like go above the threshold and talk yeah. about like Yeah, so there's not stuff. as much would you say there's not as much uh, sort of resistance to meeting people or are people I think if you if you met people, like if you are already friends with someone on like a low basis, then it's easier to talk about serious issues you know about things you really care about here at least what I experienced maybe that's not true at all because I'm an exchange student everybody sees me as like an exchange student I'm not an American I'm not from here everybody just like asks me where in Germany are you from mm-hmm. how do you like it here what is different and it's not like I'm one of them you know it's harder to really be become one of them and really that they understand what what I feel right now because not many students have this experience spending a year abroad coming into like a new cultural context and everything so maybe that's one point but I kind of 
find it difficult to really you know yeah man yeah no how, <laughs> how do you think we could get better at that you know exchange students come in and um, just as citizens because I know what you mean it's uh I was talking to actually three there was three au pairs that I met a few days ago yeah. and they were saying a similar thing mm -hmm. uh, how there's this oh you're not from here and so people yeah. treat even just in conversation yeah a little different yeah I think and what, it's not always negative but yeah. so the main thing would be that <clears throat> don't reduce the person on like his background knowledge or his experiences yeah. don't just put like push the conversation in a in a direction where it's about differences you know where yeah. it's about what is different in germany than it is here or what what do you like what is new what do you like right. here what don't you it's like it's funny here? because we started the conversation yeah. <laughs> like that was it's interesting how we do that you know yeah. we you and i don't really know each other but all of a sudden i see oh germany yeah. or oh exchange student and then we tend to focus on those things yeah. but that's just one yeah, <laughs> characteristic right. you know yeah so that's like that's something that identifies me kind of but it also separates me from for example you you're yeah. here like i would never ask you what you like I, I don't even know where you're from you know like you're where you grew up i would never ask you like what is what you like about harvard about the campus i don't know if i would do yeah. that maybe i would do that but i would try to like that's a really this, good point set this as a level of knowledge that i know that you're here yeah and i would ask you you know what you like about your classes and if you would ask me what i like about my classes i would like I would feel more like exactly more related to you I, th I think more more American you know more as I supposed to yeah as one who's supposed right. to be here what do you like most about the lab then <laughs> um, it's an interesting group right yeah it's, it's, fun it's stuff. a very interesting group um, what I like most I think the creativity especially Dr. Langer's creativity is amazing like how she comes up with new ideas like in every minute there's a new idea in her yeah. in her head that's what really amazes me and um, yeah I think the whole theory of mindfulness is very very interesting um, I'm not sure if I believe all of it to be honest yeah me either but, um, still like all these concepts and all these applications that she thinks of and that the people work for to kind of make mindfulness like make the theory more aware and more open to people more accessible it's like I think it's a, it's a good it's, it's a really good lab yeah what draws me to it is the fact that you can be mindful without having to meditate yeah uh, it's seemingly kind of a mindset yeah. that okay as I'm walking to class maybe I just notice one thing or I become aware of something just like 1% more than I was before yeah. and how does that influence performance yeah. on other things that's true I think it's a lot about mindset and how you try to shift your own like how do you start your day I have like a thing that I Actually, on a seminar, on a Fulbright seminar, I met a person, a girl, and she told me that she had a rough time and how she tries to get over it and, like, make her mindset in the morning already positive. And that's, like, I think that's what many, many people do, that you just write down five or 20 things or, like, depending on how much yeah. time you have in the morning, like, things you're thankful for. 
think you things you want to like you look forward during the day and that's just that make gives you a smile in the morning already and makes you makes you thankful makes you happy makes yeah. you wanting to like catch the day and think exactly is there anything for you that you do in the morning i do that like, yeah I, i do that um i i i think i do three three points like three things i'm thankful i look forward to and then one thing i started here actually is because you know in, in the beginning everything was new i met so many people and i miss my family and my friends and then i started doing um so i bought like postcards that are that are like with a motive that i really liked and a nice picture and i a lot of white like just three arrows actually three golden arrows on the white on the white, white card mm -hmm. and i dedicated one card to all of my like to my mother father brother grandmother grandfather and write down everything like every time they come to my mind during the day i would remember in the like in the evening i would sit down think about when this person like when my mother came to my came to my mind yeah. during the day and i would write just like one word why she came to my mind and that kind of maybe i will give it to her as a present or maybe i'll just keep it and like see all these situations when important people come to my mind like people i care about and i would that's, like to do that great. i would like to do that for all my friends but that would be too much work but i really like that there i it's i was reading something yesterday about um i mean this is kind of related it's related to the fact that there's a car aspect yeah. uh but there was a car salesman who he was rated the best car salesman in the world on um, the guinness book of world records And what he would do is he would write a postcard to everyone that he's done business with in the past or that he wants to. And he would say, or no, that he's done business with. And it would say, I like you, like, thanks for being you, like, happy holidays. And he would give one each month. And it'd be like 30,000 people. So he'd have to give out hundreds of thousands of cards mm -hmm. and send them. But he would do it. And it's just that act of a piece of paper that yeah. is not as common today but it's just so like, bro that that's it's really good that you do that because um even today i was thinking dude i have these thank you note cards that i have in my room and i haven't used them and i'm like why <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. so dude you're you're inspiring me to get back into it um there are so many things you or so many people you can thank for so many reasons just for them making you smile they don't even have to talk to you just maybe you see like we just met the the woman yeah. who just gave me gave, gave both right. of us her dog to pet it and it was yeah. just was beautiful yeah i was i was for everyone listening as i was walking to meet jan in mather house outside the gate there was a woman with a dog and she as i came up to jan Uh, yeah, I think you and her were talking, and then she's just like, "Oh, here, like, here's a dog. Play with my dog or something." Uh, and she's just happy. And I didn't know her, and but she was just kind of being positive. Yeah. Uh, and that's contagious. That stuff is contagious. Yeah. Uh, so for you, what would you say is a skill or a personal trait you're trying to work on? That's a good question. So I actually, like, <laughs> um, I heard about your idea in the lab, I think, a couple of weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, and I was really, 
really inspired by it because that was like so that was so applied to my situation because I had to talk to just strangers yeah. here in my first couple of weeks everybody I talked to was strange to like was new to me was was a stranger so I really tried to everything like what you said in your presentations about your project I tried to apply it somehow like try to be open try to just approach people talk to them and I found it very difficult um, to meet to do approach people that I was afraid of they won't have any um, common like they don't share any common experiences with me you know on my campus I know that they are on the same in the same university in my class I know they have like they just experienced the same lecture and you can always go back to that like ask questions about the lecture ask questions about the university but what I did is um, that I also just try to meet people who are I really was afraid to talk to them because I Dude, know, that's awesome. Because I know I or I, I would have known that I maybe I just have no idea what to talk about. And I'm yeah. I think what I really want to work on is my creativity in various aspects, but also in talking to people. Because sometimes I just think like what shit what do I want to say? What do I want to say? What is the topic I could talk about? And that's what that was one question I like. I wanted to ask you too. Is yeah. like, how do you come up with ideas? What is like an important issue? What what or how do you start a conversation with someone you have never seen before? And it's ta yeah. it takes practice. Mm -hmm. I would say is um, not something you just get overnight. But like you were saying, if you're afraid of it, then there's a good reason why you should work on it you know that doesn't apply to everything but oftentimes we're afraid of something because we know it could make our lives better and so we paradoxically don't do it mm -hmm. but if we did it could improve our lives and I think that applies to meeting new people but it's like an iterative process that it, it can even start small maybe it's not a conversation maybe it's just waving to someone or smiling at someone yeah. and then that turns into a hello and then a hello turns into you know, some sort of question or compliment. And then eventually you just build it up a little bit until like a, a one minute conversation in the elevator turns to a five minute conversation. And then, you know, you just go and talk to people. Uh, so I think to answer your other question, you really got to make it about the other person. Mm -hmm. um, and my friend, Derek De Silva. He, he emphasizes empathy. So if you're looking at someone and you, you're curious about them, you want to go talk to them, think about what it's like to be in their shoes right now. If they're walking somewhere, then you can kind of make note of like, I don't know, you can like tease them. Oh, you're like walking really fast. Like, where are you going? Mm -hmm. And then that can kind of be a buffer into the conversation. Or if they have like a unique scarf or something, you say, oh, like, I like that scarf. Would you get it? Uh, I like scarves myself. And you, so you try to offer commonality and similarity, yeah. which can lend itself to the context that you're in. If you're both, I don't know, sitting in right here. And let's say there was someone else in this yard in a, in a red, red chair. You just be like, oh, it's so peaceful right now. Yeah. And you just kind of say it. And then if they don't want to talk back or they just say, yeah, then you could kind of leave it. Or if they kind of give more, then you... you kind of get into a conversation but it definitely takes time to know to have like calibration um do you do you sometimes step back talking to people when you think that they don't want to talk to you right now 
or do you just try it and then um, look how they react? And oh, I see what you mean. It, I think it's hard to control like what they're gonna do, right? Yeah. Or what they're gonna say. And it could just be that they don't want to talk, and that's okay. But I think it takes time, and it takes experiences of not getting the response you want, or someone like completely ignoring you, which like happens to me all the time. Uh, but it's just like a part of the process. It kind of takes that awkwardness because it's so awkward when you're walking and you're just happy, and then you want to smile at someone or you like wave and then they kind of look like weirded out like what's happening uh, but that's just normal and it's not a reflection of you if anything it's just a reflection of them and you can't control them they could be having a bad day but you can control that if you're happy and you're curious you act on that because you matter right yeah. and uh, I think you just have a lot to offer you know it seems and you could if you communicate that through the way you talk, your body language, people see that and they like it. Um, but yeah, man, H have you felt that you've you've been meeting more people though, and you've been working on the skill? Yeah, I, like I don't know if I meet more people, but it's easier to talk to people. Of course, I think I developed the skill to be like more relaxed if I talk to people even if I talk to people I already know a little bit doing that doing like talking to strangers talking to just random people make gives me a little bit more of a security even talking to people I know even talking to professors or to other people so I think I, I yeah experienced a little development in that, in that yeah. are you reading any cool books right now um I'm reading one book which is on um, sports psychology because I really, I'm really interested in that. And then I'm reading a book which is kind of related to a class I take on leadership. <clears throat> it's called Five Dysfunctions of a Team, which is really interesting because it, it goes into various um, topics of leadership. Um, also, like a huge topic is making yourself vulnerable like to yeah. for the other person to feel com like feel comfortable talking to you yeah. so yeah that's that's really interesting this book and I but I started both books like two weeks ago or something I'm still trying to figure out if I just should focus on one or the other or just yeah you can like split it up 30 yeah. minutes one 30 <laughs> minutes the other yeah. dude that vulnerability I love that you say that because uh, part of me getting better at this has been like hey like making sure people know I don't have all the answers and this is just like my journey yeah. and people bond off of vulnerability like I very similar to you I came to Cambridge I've never been here and freshman year you're you see all these new people and you know you shouldn't meet them and then you don't and then you find reasons why you don't and you continue to just build all these narratives of why you shouldn't meet people and you make excuses for yourself mm. and if you see someone that's attractive or someone that's interesting a professor you should meet someone you should go to office hours with you, you make up all these excuses why not to yeah. and that just doesn't do anything for your growth and that was very much me and it still kind of is but I'm trying to work on it yeah. uh, dude that vulnerability is so important
I think in, in so many aspects it's important. Like in leadership aspects for sure, there's a lot of literature on that, but also I think also I think I use this a lot also in talking to people. Just giving just not like because I think if I approach people, if I if I make the step talking to them, then I think sometimes they might feel overwhelmed by a random guy stepping up and talking. And then if you as the conversation starts, give them like the control over it by, yeah. by for example, telling I don't know. Do you do this sometimes that you just say, "Hey, I'm I don't know what to talk about, but I think you're really interesting." Or yeah. Something. And that, <laughs> Dude, that actually, makes like you all the time. Right? That's like one sentence which makes you yeah. vulnerable a little, little, a little bit, but probably makes the other person way more comfortable talking to you. That's you literally hit it right on the mm-hmm. right on the dot so <laughs> it's I've kind of been getting lazy with how I approach and what I say the first time because mm-hmm. usually you want to say again you want to like give them a compliment or so usually I'll just go up and be like hey knowing that I know what my intentions are and I'm just trying to meet people uh, I'll just be like hey you, you just look interesting I want to come talk or um, you're super cute I wanted to come talk to you or I'm really fascinated by your work. I'm a huge follower. Just a small piece like that, they see, oh, here's why this person is here. Because, dude, so many times in the past, I would go up to someone and try to start a conversation with them, just assuming that we're already friends, and that weirds people out. Because they're like, "Uh, why is this person talking to me? What do they want from me? Are they trying to sell me something? And it's too bad because as kids like that doesn't happen you just go and talk to someone and you're like hey can we be friends yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course we, we we live in a world where people don't always have the best intentions yeah. uh, so it's making your intentions clear in the beginning yeah. people also like that it's like it's boldness yeah. and and honesty like it's honesty, honesty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's a, that's an issue I, I really work on too is like being honest about your intentions just as you said like sometimes I think if I if I'm sometimes I think I come up with explanations why I why I talk to this why I want to talk to this person like I think what if she asked me why why or if he asked me why why did you why did you start talking to me like and I asked myself that question before I talked to her or him then I would come up with so many excuses and not like just being honest because if I want to talk to someone there's always at least one reason that pops in your mind directly dude (laughs) it's hard to say (laughs) but when you do you just grow in congruence what Jan thinks and Jan does they suddenly become aligned and then dude you're off to the races do you like if you approach people if you talk to them do you always refer to your project or do you just sometimes talk that's a good well that's that's a really good question because again it goes back I'm I am I, yeah I will use it kind of as a crutch and I I like telling people about it but I've noticed myself bringing it up in the conversation like immediately mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad because when people see that I'm meeting people they're like, they looked at Instagram and then that gives me a rapport that 
maybe someone else wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like an unfair advantage. Yeah. So what I want to, I'd love that you say that because I actually need to get better at this. I need to not bring it up mm-hmm. and just say, hey, you're interesting. I'd love to meet you. Uh, because all of a sudden then it's the connection happening because of. Yeah. That's oh, it's happening I, because of the project. That's or, what I thought about too is like, I can imagine that having something like a project always like in your pocket and you can always like pull out this card of your project it's also like it gives you probably a lot of safety a lot of security that's true man that you can always yeah. like go back and say like okay it didn't work shit I'll just tell about my project mm-hmm. and then everybody's interested in such an interesting project I really like the idea I think probably almost everybody likes the yeah. idea of your project so yeah, I thought about that too if it's if that gives you an advantage and besides like what you also mentioned in your pre- presentation that like you have this this sort of flair you look right. how you look and you look interesting to people like just your hair are just amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, well that I, that's a really good point yeah. uh, I try not to I try not to pontificate too much and be like you need to do this blah 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 yeah. because I, like, maybe it doesn't work for everyone yeah. but uh, I think it does I mean, it could, yeah. It could. Uh, I can't really control... I can't really... Con- I mean, I could shave my head. I probably, <laughs> I probably should. No, I think you should. But thank you for telling me that. So what I was interested in, too, was your book. I saw that on Instagram today. You started writing a book. Yeah. Is it about the project? Or it's, is it yeah, it's about the project. And generally, I don't like talking a lot about myself on the, the podcast, but I'm becoming aware that it's okay. okay. It's a, That's how conversations go anyway. Yeah. We talk about each person talks equally. Uh, but the book, yeah, the book is about sharing my thoughts about how this is changing me. my fears that I still have showing people that again there's vulnerability because what I don't want to happen is people just see all these people I'm meeting mm-hmm. and they're like I can't do that yeah. well no you can here's my journey why and here's here's the reasons why and here's what actually goes on in my head yeah. that if you were scrolling through Instagram you wouldn't necessarily want to see you know a thousand word essay on what I'm thinking mm-hmm. so Oh, but you can go and look, look at the book. Yeah. Uh, because I, yeah, I just don't really have an outlet for all this stuff I'm learning. I have a lot of stuff in my head. I just need to get out. Yeah. So that's what that is. Okay. And knowing about your project, also, I think that's some some something about mindfulness or just having it in mind, like having your project in mind, always makes me like if I'm taking the bus to Harvard or something, and I'm on my phone. And I always feel bad being on my phone because I think, well, I shouldn't be on my phone right now. And then I think about situations like about situations when I'm on my phone and I really want to be on my phone right now, and situations where I would love to talk to people. And why, like, how, what emotions or what experiences in this day made me feel the one way or the other? And I think that's also like an interesting. Dude, that's a really good that. point. Because, because what you just said there is. Hey, there's this initial assessment and judgment I have of myself. 
And then you're like, no, there's no reason to judge. Let's tra- backtrack and actually figure out why that emotion is there. Yeah. And dude, that is such a good thing. And I, I think we all should work on that because we do we judge ourselves so much and dude I know exactly what you mean because I'll be in the same position and of course you build up this whole persona of oh you meet people and then there you are sitting alone but again you just have to take time for yourself too Uh, did you experience a change in your tiredness at the end of the day like do you, since you started meeting people talking to people 100% yeah okay because that's what I experienced too especially since I came here every night because in at the beginning as I said I always like every day I met new people I had to talk to them small talk or real conversations and I was so tired every night like I I, I slept for 8-9 hours and I was still tired in the morning I would like to like sometimes I, I, I don't know if that's like a really what talking to strangers or what talking to people affects your how it affects your body it's probably like a whole game of soccer or a marathon or something it really yeah man you're pushing up against something that your biology is telling you not to do our biology is not does not want us to go meet new people because what does that mean in the context of our evolution well if you meet someone and they reject you back as hunter-gatherers you could be killed yeah right you could the you could be judged you could be lowered in status by other people Mm -hmm. oh he just got rejected by that girl all of a sudden if other people see that then that means you lower in status which means the alpha could come and kill you or someone could judge you and then you'd be evicted from the Mm -hmm. the group the tribe or every person you meet is a possible enemy yeah and that's how it at least shouldn't be anymore right. yeah. and it, I like the aspect of evolution that's yeah I often think about that like if I try to explain my behavior or behaviors of other people I always think like why is that when did when did this appear in the evolution of us humans? yeah man there's a reason for everything so I'm, I'm definitely blessed to be able to study that mm-hmm. as my concentration kind of just why we do the things we do and it's really funny because I'll go to meet someone and I'll still have that fear like the fear is never going to go away you know yeah. but like you're saying it's becoming aware of it and asking the questions is there a reason to be fearful mm-hmm. no can I still feel the fear yes but over like override that like you yeah. can override that because that's what your prefrontal cortex yeah. is for yeah. uh, someone I think someone said in some article or I don't know I heard somewhere that you can use the sort of topical areas of your brain the, the ones that are responsible for executive function and that make us human or whatever yeah. you can use that to make excuses for your lower parts of your brain your primitive brain and it, they can be it can be used for that or it can be used to like project and okay why should I why should I do this so you can use it on your side or you can just use it to it can be hijacked by the primitive parts of your brain right yeah it's so interesting that you bring this up right now because I just before I came here to meet you I just read a paper 
on the exact, like on what on the brain region that makes us humans that is unique to humans um, um, compared or yeah compared to some type of non-human primate mm -hmm. and that is like social cognition and like just what you said like having also having things in mind like your what is your next action what is your next action what mm -hmm. is how how do you have to do your action that you're doing right now having in mind what your next what the outcome could be and that's what makes us humans and then i thought about like okay when does this start in humans because like children are not that way i think that no. children are not that way and i would really like that's really interesting i think when when it starts in our mm. development growing up if you can if you look at children they just would run into each other and yeah man it's crazy play. your mind becomes so task oriented yeah. on stuff and it just repeats uh to me it feels like a it's like a fucking hamster it's like gotta go gotta go gotta, it's like just constant mm. and that again is there because we want to gather resources because getting new information valuable information if the bias is skewed towards getting too much well then you're going to be safe so what did evolution select for it select for a, a mind that could think the shit out of things yeah. because if it didn't think enough well then that means that what if you didn't learn this technology or this cultural tool that could help you and you don't learn that then you die so it's like a fire alarm if it just detects the smallest bit of smoke yeah. it'll just beep and it needs to do that because it's being safe yeah. uh, but yeah dude, it's not necessarily needed <laughs> yeah. uh, there's just not like you just worry way too much about stuff mm. how I'm I'm curious I like asking people this how do you think you've changed from the yawn five years ago to the yawn now so you would have been five years ago what I would have been 16 okay so huh I think what like in what context just in general yeah. or I say for <coughs> me the context in which I felt I've most changed has been my confidence okay so the way I I'm able to express myself. I used to overthink, and this is weird because I I, I still overthink, mm -hmm. but I overthink in a different way now. Okay, it's less about what other people think, and more about career professional context. Mm -hmm. Will I get the success and all these things that again are kind of irrational. Mm -hmm. So I think in interpersonal contents that has been the change. Yeah. I think what changed. Like five years ago, I was 16, I was in my ju junior year of high school and junior senior year. So I think what I've developed most is my ability of self-awareness. Just knowing and understanding what goes on in my mind, what I'm feeling. Like I sometimes, but that's a little bit of overthinking or thinking, not overthinking, but thinking about your own emotions metacognition yeah metacognition a lot of that and just like I think I do this a lot I always if I feel in a certain way and if I feel different than I'm used to 
then I always would think, okay, what makes me feel this way? Mm-hmm. And or if I'm stressed, I would always think, what makes what what causes this emotion right now? That's I do this a lot, maybe too much sometimes, but I think that's a that's a good ability to really sometimes rationalize and to, for example, also me like I just uh, wanted to talk to a stranger two days ago. And he reacted not in a way as I thought he would. Like, he didn't want to talk. That was quite obvious. And probably, like, five years ago, I would have um, attributed that to myself. Like, why? Okay, so he didn't like your face. He didn't like the way you talk. And right now, I would just say, okay. I I felt, like, I felt felt bad in that situation. But I knew it was because he rejected the conversation. But maybe also because he just had a bad day. You know, I wouldn't... I think, yeah, so I really focus on my emotions and how they appear and how they come up. I think I, that's something I do a lot. Is yeah. there one particular emotion you feel a lot? For me, it's guilt. It's guilt. Guilt. Yeah, I have to think about that. So, coming here, I feel a lot of, like, so the first two months that ended, yesterday um, I felt a lot of stress because everything was new and I tried to explain these emotions in every situation having like social stress having having like difficulties with the language English is not my first language I have a lot of difficulties like saying what I want to say and I feel bad about that sometimes because just there's one word missing and I'm really like I'm, I feel really bad because I in class for example I, didn't, I can't say what I what's on my mind and that stresses me out, and I, then I just say, okay, that's not your fault, you feel bad now, but maybe it's just because, you know, like, you get used to it. Maybe in one, one month, it will be completely different. You will be able to say what you want to say. And it's getting better. I feel that now, and that makes me more confident too. But as you mentioned, guilt, I think guilt is, guilt, yeah, guilt is a huge part too. I'm not really sure if it's one particular emotion. I really felt, felt I think stress came to my mind if you asked this question. Yeah. And you know, there's like, also talking to people, there's so much stress in there. <laughs> I've noticed when I talk to someone, like now, it forces me to get out of my head, which is really, really good for me. Uh, It also allows me to practice. When I go back and listen to this, I'm going to listen to all the times I said, um, you know? Or times I said, you know? (laughs) And it's allowed me to start improve make small improvements or become like you said aware of things that I was not ever aware of how I sounded what type of questions I was asking if I was talking too much in our conversation if I was asking weird questions or if I could have asked them better and I think this 
what I like I focus maybe too much on self-awareness you, you just said awareness in general it can help and it, it really helps and it's like also what you said about your friend I forgot his name who was Derek like, Derek and that what, what he does is like in the in the concept of business psychology and leadership and all that kind of like all that stuff is like the social awareness like yeah. not just for yourself but also just feeling empathy like or being aware of how the other person is feeling right now why could it be strange for him if I would just talk to him or right. maybe if he's mm -hmm. like walking fast the example that you mentioned earlier maybe he, if it's more it's not the best time yeah, to talk it's not right. the best time exactly. because he's in a hurry or something something like that and all, also getting rejected having in mind that it's not because of you but maybe he there's always something day. deeper yeah. and we tend to focus on the stuff that's actually I wouldn't say that We can go deep, but maybe we go deep for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. It's like a judgment thing. Yeah. Instead of going deep, no, to see what led to something. Because yeah. then it's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of circumstance. And I think Malcolm Gladwell talks about this, about how, for example, Bill Gates, yeah, he's successful. He's done so many things. But you also look at the context in which he was at the right he was at the right place at the right time in some regards, right? He was there when no one was using these huge computers and he had access to it by certain connections when he could be on it for hours a day that no one else had access to. It's just becoming aware of just situational factors. And that's not the case all the time. But, man, any time getting that feedback is so nice. Uh, do you think you get enough feedback from other people just on anything? Um, no. In general, no. Like, the feedback culture is very bad, I think. Like, not just... I'm kind of in this business psych uh, mindset right now, but also, like, in our daily lives and... That's, I think that's better here in the United States as in Germany. In Germany, people are afraid to give feedback. Really? Yeah. Because giving feedback is always, like, depends on the way you give feedback. If you give positive feedback, it's a compliment. And Germans don't want to give compliments. So, at least that's what I experienced. That's not, that's a generalization. Because they would want to give it if they meant it, right? Is that yeah, accurate? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I, I'm, I think more about, like, giving someone else a compliment um, makes them better, well, as you you know like if oh, I you know yeah. it makes them stronger and maybe yourself a little weak and giving but do you think that's good for vulnerability yeah I, I think it's good mm -hmm. like I love giving compliments and I love getting compliments too because it's nice you know and that's like the positive feedback but what what negative feedback or like or what is it, the other word for negative feedback I think reinforcement critical feedback something like that like it helps people it's not negative it, like it should help them, right um, and that's what many people are in Germany are afraid doing because you you might hurt the other person. And I think more people do that here. So just like because I, if I would um, recognize something that I would do different than you would in your way of question or ask, asking me, then I would try to tell you about it. Um, I didn't come up with anything by now, but you know, like it's it's more about helping people than about criticizing them. I think that's what people have to understand. 
and I would love to get get more feedback in any way possible in my in I play a lot of soccer I would love to get feedback on every on every action I have because that makes me better I would get love to get feedback after every class from my professors on my like on my language on my content because that makes me better I would love to get feedback from my friends how I treated them how I talked to them like as you said did you talk too much in our conversation did I talk too much to them or did I not see if they felt bad or just like getting feedback about everything just makes you grow makes you better in every way you could imagine you can imagine so I think I get not enough feedback because there is no way there is too much feedback